Welcome to the Girl Vibes Only podcast with your host, Lauren Mancini. Love that for us. Please help a girl out. <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. And Anna Marie Warrington. I have two shots. I'm done for the night. Can I get another one sandwich? No pickles. I fucked up. Welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. It's Lar and Anna. We are so excited to be back recording in my very own household. Yes, we're in Lauren's office. We've upgraded from my parents' basement. We have upgraded. We're both sitting on chairs. <laughs> we are on chairs. <laughs> Usually we're both on the floor. have our own mics. Like, it's a whole new world. It is. We're in my office. So I have an office in my new house. It's so freaking cute. I want it to be very comfy. It is comfy. It's cozy. We're, like, looking out a nice window on this, like, gloomy fall day, which is, like, my personal aesthetic. So I yes. love it. Um, and it's, like just adorable you've done a great job I'm looking at Lauren's to-do list which <laughs> is like all wedding things like bells <laughs> gifts guest books. I know I have so in my office I have some whiteboards and um everything that was sponsored by um Amazon Marshalls and Hope Goods <laughs> and oh god I wish they sponsored me but that's where I bought the everything best. but it's gold and pink and white and it's very large it's super super cute it's, it's a little like, messy right now. Oh, it, God, this is not messy. I you mean, should see my room, dear God. I like everything in a place. And right I now do too, but not. this is not at all. It's not even like cluttered. Like the right. like, I feel like you don't even have like I have stuff on the floor. Well, yeah, but my some is like my my bag and shoes. You're cluttering my space. I ha- I came here <laughs> with my laptop, iPad, our That's stickers. <gasps> Stickers. Our grandma's only stickers. I, I'm finally getting mine. My order was very delayed. Right, I'm not going to waste a postage on you. I didn't get a stamp. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stamp, waste our packaging on Lauren. Yeah, so that's fair. I keep forgetting to bring them over every time we record. Every time we record, I remember yeah. this time. So Laura finally is going to have her grow my children. I get my very own package. Anyone who's bought them so far, one, thank you. Mm-hmm. Two, Anna personally packages each of them so far. So And you get a handwritten note. Yeah, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. I was looking at Tyler's. Yes. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler got some. He got a postage. Yeah, but then you just handed it to me. Well, I didn't know what I was <laughs> going to see, Tyler. I had to. Well, yeah, well, to be fair, I was going to mail it. I put a postage on it and then. I was like, I forgot that I can just give this to you. Yeah. So I hand delivered yes. that one also. And Aaron's. And Aaron's. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're very um, all service. Yeah. Personal. Mm-hmm. Show up at your door with your um, envelope. Yeah. Um, Too funny. But yeah, so we're excited. We're talking in my, my cozy office. Um, it's a nice Sunday. Yes. Uh, it's a Eagle Sunday. Yes. Go birds. Go birds. Even though we're, you know. I don't you know. had your hat. I did have my hat on. You were on. very sporty spice today. Um, yeah, I went to the um, pumpkin patch with my parents, and then we went to the bar, and I got a little drunk, and then, um, <laughs> not really, at a bar. not really drunk, but, like, I definitely was feeling a little tipsy, and then I got to Lars, and I'm like, oh, I have to get my shit together, because we have to record, so I just basically drank an entire water bottle, yeah. so. So now you're ready. So now I'm ready to go. <laughs> 
ready to have a day, you know, the full, the full nine. The full nine. But um, I'm excited for this episode today. Yes. Kind of. I don't know. It's kind scary. of? Well, it's a little scary. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the let's, let's jump in. Yeah. So I brought this up to Anna. Basically, have you guys seen The Social Dilemma? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So if you haven't, it's a documentary on Netflix and it's scary. It is it's scary. Ju- it's just like eerie. It's creepy. Yeah. So it's basically, so anyway, I watched this. I had all, it was one of those things where everybody kind of like Tiger King. Yeah. Everybody started talking about it. Everybody was posting about it, and they were like, have you watched it? And I'm like, no. And I usually am not the type to watch documentaries. Oh, see, I love documentaries. Unless it's about a crime, I'm not into it. I don't know. I like, I don't know, call me crazy. I like when things creep me out. Like, I like, Yeah. I don't know, like, I I, I enjoy documentaries. Yeah. Did you watch What, What the Health? Yeah, well, yes, I yeah, watched all I watched of those too. too. But th- those were like required for school. We had to watch oh, them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, Part of the curriculum. It kind of is, <laughs> to be completely honest. But um, yeah, no, it was it, so social dilemma. So yeah. it's just like, if you haven't watched it, you should. I watched it this week in preparation of this episode. Um, yeah. And it's just, it basically talks all about, you know, the when social media came to fruition and the. Um, software engineers the ceos the executives that was so cool yes I had, like, like everybody literally everyone in charge of facebook well not mark zuckerberg but facebook twitter instagram um the people who made gmail chat the people yeah people who made who like so cool. and it's just funny too like these people who literally they have these massive like board meetings um mm-hmm that like goes on forever just talking about the layout and like colors and what things should look like so it was kind of one like on a non-scary um whatever I'm trying to say level yeah Yeah. just to see like the intricacies of what like goes on behind the scenes of like how apps and you know um social media social media is created and just like email in general and like you know what colors are going to be most addictive for people to want to come back for more. And like, they have these things down to a science. And that's what I think is crazy. You know how, like, you know, make the jokes like, Oh, FBI agent who's listening in on you. Uh, right. like, but it's, it's, it's not an FBI agent, but you do have an AI system that is listening in on you. And it yeah. is anything that is coincidental that you say, Oh, it's just a coincidence. Something it, nothing is accidental. No. Nothing is coincidental. Everything is, um, planned and it's a strategic decision and it's calculated and it's down to a science and that's that's what's scary the weirdest yeah that was like the creepiest part for me is it it goes into detail about how like I think recently and I say recently maybe in the past year or two people have started realizing that like you getting targeted ads is not a coincidence I think in the very beginning people were just like Oh my god, it's That's listening so to my conversations yeah. and like how did they know? But yeah. it's it's so it's about like the geographic regions you're in. Like if you pass a target, yeah. you're gonna get a target ad. And like um it it like just started kind of now everybody right. gets it and like you know. But going it went into detail about how like actually you know what it reminded me of have you ever seen inside out the disney pixar movie no i haven't seen oh my god it is so cute but basically inside out is um a very great movie super cute i hear it's really cute yes 
Um, but it's about the inside of someone's head mm -hmm. and like how all the different emotions like play a make, part, make you do certain yeah. things. They did that same situation, but with how the social media app is like yeah. trying to get you hooked in. Like yeah. it's basically, it's so insane. Like there's this one scene where they talk about how they're trying to get people back to the app and yeah. they basically like you are the product yeah. in their social media scheme and it's like it's so true like if I'm not touching my email like my phone randomly I'll get a Anna I, Martin has posted I just got a notification from Netflix -uh. for me to just look down at my phone yeah <laughs> yeah like and it's so great and it's like you don't even like sometimes like I would always think like oh it randomly told me that Anna posted something on Facebook yeah. but I usually don't get that yeah notification like why did I it's because your phone your Facebook yeah knows you haven't checked it in yeah. a while and you it wants you to get yeah. back to the app because that's how they make money yeah so basically the whole thing is in any other um social situation or construct or cap like any in any form yeah. You know, when you're buying something, when someone's making money, you're paying for a product. Yeah. So in the case of social media, we don't pay for Facebook. We don't pay for Instagram, nothing like that. So in the, in that case, basically it's all AdSense is what, um, is where the money is coming from. So, you know, companies will pay for their ads and, you know, to be seen and um, marketed on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, things like that. And so in order for Twitter, Facebook, and them to make the money, they have to sell your um, attention, basically. So for each time Facebook or Twitter or Instagram gets, you know, any sort of, like, 30 seconds of your attention looking at an ad that's money into their account that they can charge to, you know, whatever ad sense or, um, company they're putting ads yeah. out for. So they're like, this is the one unique time. And it's like the first time really in, in history, I guess you could really say that like the consumer, us as people are the product, like our yeah. attention is the product, which is, creepy and the whole it's a weird way to think of it I never would have yeah thought of it like that. and it was weird I don't think they really directly made this correlation but it kind of like makes you think of this in the uh, in the documentary when they talk about how you can see your screen time and like how oh, how yeah. long you've spent on Instagram Facebook on your phone in general but it'll tell you like oh you're averaging how many hours a day on Instagram and it's like <laughs> Essentially, that's three hours of you working for a company of them making yeah. money, which is wild. Yeah. Like, I spent three hours today on Instagram. I, I don't know if that's true. But let's right. say I spent three hours today on Instagram. That's three hours Instagram made money off of me. Yeah. And it's also three hours of your life. Three hours you of your life you're not getting back. staring at a phone. That's yeah. what was freaky, too. It's like thinking about how many hours you're generally on your phone, especially when you compare it to, like, this didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like when we were growing up, like you were not touching a phone yeah. this much. You were not spending so much time. It's like, can you imagine how much time we'd get back if we oh, didn't have gosh. social media apps? And like even like the scene where there's a scene where the one kid, like in the scenario Lauren was talking about where like throughout the entire documentary, it's like this kid um, on his phone and mm -hmm. they're, you're kind of seeing the flip side of like the backside of the AI system where there's these like three men working to try and get him to look at his phone again and, and like the guy from Mad Men yeah actually, where they're just great. <laughs> yeah where they're trying they're sending him like different notifications like notifications from like and it's it's crazy because it'll be like 
he hasn't looked at his phone in a while. Like he typically he's looking at his phone at this time today. Let's look at a match of the geographic location and see what other IP addresses are around him that he's friends with. And then there's this girl in his like class who he has a crush on that it shows up in his vicinity. So they send him a notification from that girl, like something that she's doing. Yeah. So then that he looks at his phone. And so that's kind of like, you know, they're kind of doing that throughout the entire documentary, but it's just crazy because, uh, like, I forgot where I was going with this. If I'm being completely, <laughs> wait, you said, wait, we didn't have this. Like we wouldn't like imagine. Oh, how much so yeah, so he um at the one point his mom and his sister challenge him to not he like the screen of his phone breaks, so they challenge him don't be off your phone for a week. Like you can't have your phone for a week. And if you can do that, then the mom will pay to get your phone fixed. So it's like showing him like, you know, his phone is downstairs plugged in. He doesn't have it. And he's upstairs trying to figure out ways to fill his time. And I was just laughing because I'm like, it's so true because like, (laughs) even when like, like I, I like to think I have hobbies and I find ways to fill my time and stuff like that. But even if I like did have my phone away for like a week or however long, if I'm not like at home, like working or doing stuff for the podcast or reading, doing something like that, hanging out, if I'm just like in my room. Like I'm still on the internet. Cause I'm still watching like YouTube or Netflix. Right. Like I'm still like, it's so yeah, it's yeah. still, an, it's still on the internet. It's still, you know what I mean? So it is crazy. Cause just like trying to watch him, like he's like, like organizing his sneakers and like just like laying yeah. on like trying to figure out ways to fill time. Well, it's crazy because it's like I even know and I pride myself in not being too addicted to social media platforms. I generally think that I am okay w- without them, you know, to to a degree because I don't have. I just recently had to download Facebook back on my phone because I was on Facebook Marketplace. Now, of course, I'm checking Facebook for social reasons, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't have Twitter, like I deleted that. I try and like keep it relatively low. But even I like, you know, I can't go and sit in a doctor's office and not yeah. be on my phone. Yeah. Or like if I'm out to dinner with someone and they go to the bathroom, I take out my phone and check Same. my social media while they're gone. Like mm-hmm. I can't just be. Yeah. And that's what's scary. Like yeah. I think it, it's a huge problem that is going to, you know, have so many different effects on us as we keep growing up and yeah. our kids and the age now mm-hmm. that literally what are, what are they called? Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. Like how they're literally always grow up with like a phone yeah. or screen in front of their face, like that's insane. Like you can't even just be by yourself and like enjoy your mind. And it's weird because we are our, um, like we're millennials technically. Right. But our people our age and like a few years younger, maybe a year older or so, so are in a weird kind of, um, what do they call it? Zillennials. Oh. Where it's, we know the feeling of not being on the internet, not having phones, but also growing up with social media and a phone. So we're in that weird in between. So I, it's like, it blows my mind. Like I couldn't imagine. I'm so happy. Like Instagram didn't really, like I didn't start using Instagram really until freshman year of college. Oh yeah. Like we, okay. I had it. We didn't have it towards the week. end of, we did have it for senior week, but it was one of those things where I had just gotten Instagram like didn't post and I didn't yeah. think to use it. And like even Twitter, Twitter was like kind of senior year. Facebook, obviously we started, we had like MySpace and 
yeah. Tumblr and oh, Zanga. Tumblr and Do you remember Zanga? Zanga? Yes. I was a big Zanga girl. You got all um, your quotes from there. Yes. Like, who knows what you did with but... Like, emo, like, <laughs> boys like girls, like, what My Chemical I... Romance. I wasn't allowed to have MySpace. Oh, I had MySpace. I was one of those kids. Um, But, like, obviously Facebook and stuff was around, and we had those, but, like, um, and then like Snapchat, like that was very much a college thing. Like all those yeah. things that kind of came later in life. And I couldn't imagine growing up nowadays with social media. Like no. I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom how awful that would be. Well, it's like, I feel like this is what brings people to like the bullying and the depression issues and the FOMO, like mm-hmm. being like actually panicked if you're missing out on things or like panicked about your like ratio or your follow ratio like you know it's just insane how different it is and like I I remember reading something I think I've told you like off the podcast before but I remember reading something where back when we had AIM, so like yeah. we literally would log on, we would have to sit down, log on to a computer to yeah. like talk to someone. Mm-hmm. You could only talk to them if they were online. Yeah. Otherwise they had like away messages up yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we would use the terminology like be right back or be yeah. back later or talk to you soon. And like we would do the same with our phones. Like I remember like I was, once I was finally allowed to have a phone, I had to keep downstairs at night. Yeah. So I would literally have to like say talk to you later, go yeah. to sleep and like putting away my phone same. in a closet. You know, yeah. that was my parents' rules. But at some point we stopped doing that because yeah. we stopped like it's constant. We're constant. never away from that stream mm-hmm. of communication. Yeah. And so I feel like it's it's scary. And I think it's, it's so telling. Like if you watch this the social dilemma, all of these like head creators of these apps, when they talk about their kids and stuff, they say, My kids will not have a phone until they are in high school, mm-hmm. will not have social media until high school. They have to cancel they have to keep it downstairs. Like we have special times and it's like if the people who are creating the app are putting these guidelines on their kids, that's scary. It is. And, like, you could tell, like, they knew that they were creating monsters. But, like, see, this is – I don't think – because in the, in the beginning, literally the first question they asked, they go, so who do you think is at fault? And not one person could be, like, tell you, like, I think so-and-so is at right. fault. And this is the thing is, like – and they kind of say at the end of the thing, I don't think any – I'm sure there are people – this is the thing. I think the corporations in general don't give two shits. No. I think it's obviously like these companies are massive, massive trillion dollar companies that have more money to go around the earth. Like it's just, it's ridiculous how much money these companies make. They don't care. No. The software engineers and designers and everyone else around like making these apps and stuff. I think when they're like the guy who he, created the like button on Facebook. Oh yeah. This is the thing. I don't think any of the intentions were poor when they did it. And I think it's one of those things where they had no idea when they were creating it, all of the social constructs and like the 
background of what it can do to a society in general. He was like, when I created the Facebook like button, I created it as like a, you know, Facebook was a way to stay connected to people. And it was a way to, to show positivity. He's like, when we made the like button, it was to, you know, be more positive, to show, to be friendly, the connection. to yeah, yeah, make those connections online for people. He was like, it was never, Facebook and these social media apps were never intended to um, show human connection in place of actual human connection. Right. It was made to, you know, have like a supplement. A supplement for like people you don't get to see all the time. And it's so true and it's nice because like I was actually I was talking to my parents about this the other day. Like we were talking about, you know, like I have like I, some of my best friends from when I was a little, I'm still close with. I still talk to every day. My two best friends that I live with, I've known forever and like we we've stayed in yeah. touch even though we were all away at different schools. All of my school friends who were all like seven, eight hours away from me, I talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. And my mom was just like, it's so crazy. Like from her hometown, like she doesn't, besides her like cousins who she's like, you know, relatives with and we see for like holidays and stuff. Like she doesn't talk. She doesn't know. She has no idea where like any of her friends are from that time. Yeah. And she's like, it's just, she's like, I just think it's so great that like you and all of your friends are like still so close and you, you know, stay in touch so much and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's easy. Yeah. Like I, I'm constantly talking to you. I'm constantly yeah. talking for my friends at home, but my friends from school, we are Snapchatting all day, every day. We text. I We interact on Instagram, right. on Facebook. Like, it's so much easier, and that's the beauty of it. Right. It's awesome in that, like, long-distance relationships, that long-distance relationships, not that they weren't a thing, but, but like, they were not, they were not a thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, like, like you and Tyler. I know. Like, well, I was going to say, like, that's the same thing. I remember my mom, like, when, you know, my mom and dad, like, would always talk about their, like, we're friends with, like, one person from our high school, mm -hmm. and their lives in the same mm -hmm. area. Like, they did not move far. But, like, we keep in touch with one person, and I maybe talk to her twice a year, yeah. and, like, that's just the relationship. And I remember there was some, like, statistic that they said, when you you graduate high school, you maybe stay in touch with two people from your high school. And that's not the case Completely anymore. Completely changed. And it's because of being yeah. able to connect with people, being able to talk with everyone. And I'm so grateful for that. I mean, we are literally still friends with almost the majority of our high school yeah. friends. Like, and if we're not, not that we're not friends, but if they're, we don't talk all the time, I know exactly what they're doing. Right. Like, you, like you're <laughs> able to, like, keep up yeah. and you have that connection. So for the friend aspect, I think it's amazing. I yeah. think it's so great. I think we were able to keep in touch in that way. I have friends from my college, mm -hmm. too. I talk to Victoria every single day on Gchat. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, yeah. different ways we keep in touch. But I do think with relationships, I think social media has made things worse. In I, that think, I think within relationships has made it worse. I think if you're in a healthy relationship. Right. And you're, it, or I'm just talking like long distance wise. I think oh, long distance wise. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've been in long distance relationships before. I think the ability to stay connected was helpful. It was extremely toxic relationship, so obviously didn't work out. Right. But the idea behind social media right. does help. Right. I was going to say, like, I feel like social media, whereas with friends, and it, it you could say it plays for both cards, but, like, with relationships, and I'm saying, like, in general, like, having social media, mm -hmm. it's created a new level of jealousy. Oh, yeah. Issues, like, you know, being able to have secret Tinder profiles, yeah. being able to go on and, like, you know, and again, unhealthy relationships, I think this is 
prominent in, mm-hmm. but like being able to like see that your husband liked a bunch of pictures yeah. of these girls who they don't know. Yeah but are, like, half-naked on Instagram, like, I think it's added a whole extra layer of, like, problems in that type of relationship. And I think also social media has allowed it to be, like, we don't know how to communicate with each other. Oh, my God, no. Like, it, the whole idea of, like, you know, if you don't want to talk to somebody, you don't have to because you can sit there on your phone. I literally, like, I have cousins and friends that I, like, that are young, way younger than us, like, Mm-hmm. Gen Z completely and they've told me that like oh they'll snapchat 150 day streaks on snapchat with these people and they'll um snapchat text all the time but they've never talked to them on the phone and when they get to in person they won't talk to each other it's so and weird. like that is bizarre to me because I'm like you talk to them online all the time you don't know how to talk yeah. to them in person and it's so weird too like because I know you said this before, like, Gen Z, like, they only, like, when you meet someone, they'll be like, oh, what's your Snapchat? They say, what's and your Snapchat? And they, Snapchat? like, don't, yeah. they, like, don't text. And for me, who's, like, a zillennial, yeah. I'd say, um, in the dating aspect, I have to say is I haven't had someone just be like, what's your Snap? Yeah. I do have to say at least guys my age, like, I, I, I would find, if someone asked me just for my Snapchat, I'd be like, no, no, like because to me that's more private. Yeah, like I find Snapchat way more private, than, but it's not. For yeah, me. and so I like so every guy I've talked to has asked for, for my number, but then immediately will add me on Snapchat, which I get, and I'm right. fine Snapchatting. But like, it's so weird to me that they don't like, and like, there's a guy I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone, but like that I was texting, and he added me on Snapchat, and. Like, we were texting, and then he was just, like, boring. So, yeah, I I found that out. And so now, like, I don't Snapchat him anymore. But it's, like, like, it's just weird. The same group of, like, kids that I, like, have this relationship with, they've said that they will only talk to them on Snapchat. And then if people text, that's, like, serious. That's so wild. And so I always, I was, like, wow, so you got, am I, like, one of the only people you text? Because I didn't know this rule. So I'm texting. So preface, it's not like I'm hanging out with children. I I volunteer (laughs) and help at, like, a high school, like, mentorship thing. And so it's that's where I'm getting all these stories. But I'm, like, do you guys find me weird for texting you? And they're, like, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, you're you're older. I'm, like, oh. Okay, well, I didn't think it was strange, but if That's you watch so on weird. TikTok, um, and again, I bring up TikTok way too much for a no same. But um, have you seen those exposed things like where is it? Yeah, and it's like all it's, it's all at Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, but it's also it's like your cell phone number. <laughs> but it's also Snapchat like uh messages. Like yeah. it's not text messages. No, that exactly like yeah. that's how they go after they're like oh like trying to slide into your dms and then they're like oh so are you single yeah add me on snap and i think it is also because of the photo aspect yeah i think it's like you get to see the person yeah you get to like send pictures but from my understanding i feel like people are just sending a picture of like the air yeah and writing like hey or like yeah. not even talking yeah no i just don't i don't know i feel like i don't Snapchat anyone besides like my we don't use it the same we definitely don't like I even had one of my friends broke up with their boyfriend but they kept snapping because of their streak so they could keep it up 
they like, weren't talking. They would so, say no words in the Snapchat. So, 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 so I wouldn't even want to. No, like I literally, I Snapchat like my friends that I Snapchat every single day, like my college friends and like you guys. And then if I'm talking to like a guy, I'll Snapchat them. Other than that, like I don't just Snapchat people. Like it's weird. It's so strange how different platforms are used for different things. Yeah, and I think even like. I want to talk about the influencer culture for yeah. a second because it, it ties into this. And I was thinking about it while watching The Social Dilemma is I'm a big Bachelor franchise gal. Yeah. It's my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with it. Can't wait for Tuesday, actually. Yeah, so, like, yeah, literally this week, Bachelorette, Claire's season is coming up. Um, and it's so funny. I listened to a bunch of interviews with all of these bachelor ex yeah guests and stuff and before like I don't know maybe a couple years ago it used to be you generally went on the show for like love and yeah like, you generally wanted to yes. like, date them and now there's all these intentions yeah. of like either getting famous because you're a singer or you want some ad deals mm-hmm. and it's like if you go on the bachelor you basically know that you're gonna be able to like have yeah. some kind of money yeah. coming in your way mm-hmm. and it's just like and this is the thing it's it's such like a double-edged sword because it's like it is amazing that people can have careers through social media and through yeah. all that it's 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 unreal and I think like even like with TikTok like it can totally bring people together and like not getting political but like the whole Donald Trump rallies that was fucking hilarious Gen Z I love you I like <laughs> that truly just like I oh my god I think that was the funniest thing of 2020 is like buying the tickets to the rallies and not showing up like I I really ride I I totally am like like I really am a millennial because like I understand like I yeah. get the fascination with like TikTok and all those things and like I I love it just as much as the next person, but um oh my god I like can't like keep a train of thought today. <laughs> it was the white closet lunch. It was. Wait, <laughs> what was I saying? I was like, so you were saying your understanding for TikTok and Instagram. I am as I was talking no, about. What did you say before? I was talking about products and like how we can help. Oh. Yeah, so, like, I, like, it is amazing. It can, it can really, like, bring people together. But then on the other end of that, it's also, like, we've literally become a generation of people who, like, literally, it's hard for us to interact with people. We're completely addicted to our phones. It's just complete. The social construct of how we interact is just totally not the way it was even 50 years ago. And that's the other thing I want to talk about you know, in the, um, in the movie or in the documentary, it talks about how, you know, the age of the internet has just like, what's the term I want? It's like developed and just like, is, is, is evolving so, so quickly. Like we had like phones were like, cell phones were not like really a thing. They had car phones for how many years before? Yeah. Like I remember like, like, pagers right when we were like I feel like in middle school and stuff was when like act like cell, people actually like having cell phones and it being like readily available text. to a bunch of people and texting yeah. was like just being new so the you age remember of, 160 characters yes, 100, and it was like it was the t9 <laughs> yes. thing it's so funny but I like I had like a flip phone that had like no screen on the outside no, no camera mine was blue but you could change out the uh the, the covers. Yeah, the covers yeah. of it. Um, and it had an antenna. 
Oh, yeah. You had to pull it up the antenna for better service. Yeah. And so that was, like, when we were in middle school. So not that long ago. We're only 26. Right. And so the age of the internet has just been so rapidly, like, evolving. And it's moving so quickly that we as humans are not evolutionizing as quickly as the internet is. No. So our before, and it, I thought this was, like, a really, really interesting point, was that um, before all of this and social media and everything, you know, we got the opinions of people in our circle. You know, we had the opinions of our parents, our friends, employers, things like that. The human brain is not equipped to be able to handle a negative response or even a positive response to thousands, millions of people putting in their two cents and their input and, you know, opinion of us on the internet. And so he's like, it makes sense. Like, They'll sh they show you two graphs and it's like the like evolution and everything of the internet and the usage and everything like that skyrockets it skyrockets right around I think it was like two thousand five six area and that's when the um, uh, mental health and suicide oh, of yeah. young young people like as long as like fifth grade to like so our scary. age in our twenties also like equally skyrockets and it's just so incredibly sad like it's a completely a direct correlation oh yeah and so it's just it's just mind-blowing and it makes total sense like we aren't equipped to be able to handle that type of no engagement and it's just and even just like you know even just from a physiological standpoint, like blue light um, admissions and stuff, looking at your phone and like, we really don't know like the harm, what us. it can do to us, like at, like as human beings, our bodies no. and everything like that. And so it's just so scary because literally it, kind of, it gets to a point, honestly, in the documentary where it gets like really worrisome and it's kind of like, we need to change this right now or else like, cause there are, Basically, it talks about um, uh, what's the what's the country? Um, their democracy basically fell apart because of social media, because of Facebook. Oh, um, they were putting out. Um, I forget who, who I thought it was. That was too. Um, but th basically, they were putting out um propaganda on Facebook, and everyone in the country when they would buy a phone automatically had Facebook pre-downloaded on it and um a, if you didn't have a Facebook profile one was made for you so automatically when people were opening up their phones they were going on Facebook because it was also one of the only apps and social media platforms they had and they were specifically targeting um political propaganda to Facebook so that anyone in that area was all seeing the same thing and it's kind of it brings up you know the age of like fake news and everything like yeah. that and you know the whole we used to value the truth and now everyone thinks their truth is the truth and that's not the case so it's like when truth goes an actual physical truth goes out the window there's no like it, it society can't function because yeah. there's no how you know what to believe how do you know what to believe in how do you know where to put your like morals and everything like that where they lie so basically this country the democracy of this country completely imploded be because of you know media. causation or 
correlation isn't causation, but because of Facebook. Right. And so it's basically saying like how social media and the idea of fake news and how, you know, anyone can put whatever they want out there on social media for other people to believe in and conspiracy theorists and, you know, extremists and people like that. And it kind of shows you that in the documentary of like the kid that we were talking about, you're kind of following along his journey, the guy who like his phone was taken away, stuff like that. He ended up, he couldn't, he couldn't make it the week and he got his phone back and he saw one video of some conspiracy theorist extremist type thing. It doesn't get into like, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you like what it's about, just kind of like that whole idea scenario. And so he likes one video. So then he gets recommended another and another. So it gets into a spiral where he is, this is the only thing it's consu- that's co- he's consuming. It's taking over his life. Yeah. And he ends up at like a riot for whatever this extremist or propaganda was and ends up getting arrested. But it just shows you that like these, this type of like social media and that construct can totally implode a democracy. And we're seeing that happen right now it's it's currently happening in our country that's why i was like so it's so reflective of what's going on right now and it's scary because i think like exact all those examples of what Mm -hmm. you just said it's scary because we need as a society and and the world we need to put social media back into the tool box category like people are so dependent on it and it's it's not it Mm -hmm. should be used as a tool to help you learn or to supplement your learning and your life and your culture but instead it's influencing it and it's directing it and it's becoming overwhelming yeah and that's the thing is and they talk about how you know back in like the 1900s and movies and stuff it was this big scary thing of like ai artificial intelligence robots taking over the world and mm-hmm. everything like that and they were like i feel like everyone is kind of like when they talk about you know um intelligence and technology and things like that they're expecting like this robot that has a mind of its own that's going to destroy the world and he's like that is currently happening, but it's not in the form you're expecting it. Yep. There is no big bad robot King Kong size out there destroying cities. It is in, in your hand. It's in your hardware. It's in your hand. It's your hard hard drive on your computer. Yep. It's your server. It's cell towers. It's everything like that. And it's the AI servers that are having a mind of their own, being able to recommend these videos and not knowing true facts from fake facts and everything like that. And so it's scary because that's like exactly what's going on in our country today. And it kind of is like a kind of a call to action, like Laura said, to, you know, start using social media as a tool again, put things like into um, moderation, things like that. And it kind of, at that point in the movie, I was like, oh my God, I need to like delete social media. It's terrible. But then I literally, my first thing was like, I run a podcast that like we need social media and it's just like it's it's it is it's hard tool, because like, I almost want to be like I'm done with it but then in the same respect it's not realistic in this day and no, age it's not like you need it and like that's what I was gonna say it's like it bleeds into our careers now too like yeah. I know as a communication specialist like yeah. you know one I deal with everyone's attention span getting yeah. decreased yeah. because as more and more young people are getting into the workforce I understand that they're not going to watch a 10 minute video of people with talking heads yeah whereas the older people of the organization and I, I just mean just because 
they this is what they're used to and they're kind of in their ways they think that's what we need to do yeah and I'm like guys like trust me no one's gonna watch past one minute yeah like, if that you're lucky if yeah that. and um it, it's scary because we have to constantly keep refreshing how we're communicating in my mm -hmm. career because of that and that was one reason why I got out of PR because I was gonna have to be dealing with this problem yeah. on a daily basis and I was like I I can't do that I need <laughs> I don't want that yeah. much stress yeah but it also is like I always say like how at the end of the movie like you know it does kind of give you a call to action like you know how can we change it mm -hmm. what something needs to happen yeah. and I always say like you know our I was like, you know, I can't wait for our generation yeah. to have kids because I think that they're going to be better about it because we now know, like, yeah. again, how it, you kept calling us millennials, yeah. right? Like, we know what it is to be without it and that we can survive as yeah. children and we can play outside yes. and do things in the dirt. The fresh air. And then, like, just having that freedom. Yeah. But we can also use it when we need it yeah. because we need it as a culture. Mm -hmm. But now it's getting me scared because it's like, people, our generation, are starting to have kids. Yeah. And they're not, they're, they have baby iPads yeah. like, shoving into their face yeah. instead of, you know, communicating with them. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it is really hard. And it's one of those things where at the end of the movie, it's like, they ask them, like, do you think there's going to be a change? And it's one of those things where the one guy was like, well, I hate to give the cliche of there has to, yeah. but they're like, like, I think people are starting to realize blah, 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 but it's not comforting no. like, in least like it is, it's a very unsettling feeling after watching the movie because you truly do realize like how much of even like your decision making like a lot of it like your decision making process has even been taken out of it's it because yeah. it's not and it's like one of those things where they also brought up this in the movie was like or or documentary um saying like you know do you like the things you like because you like them <laughs> Or because, or because they've been recommended to you yeah. so much. And it's like, it's wild where it's because it's like, mm -hmm. we have, and like the whole idea of like trends yeah. and, um, you know, if you look at it, like we all like dress the same. Like we, I don't know. It's just like, and like the influencer thing, it like back to that, if I like a certain person and yeah. they're recommending something, I'm buying it because of that yeah. person. Do I even want it? I don't yeah. think so, but I do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so crazy, like, to think about, like, yeah, do I like these things because I like them? Or is it just because they've been recommended to me so much and I see them all the time and it's like, oh, everyone else is liking them. Like, this is what I should be liking. And it's just... It's a weird thought. It's weird. And it's just... I also... The thing that I think just creeps me out the most is the whole... Um, you know, AI is destroying our world, not in the way we thought, but it's doing it. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I highly recommend everyone should go watch it. I mean, like, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. I feel like yeah. we could keep talking about mm -hmm. this forever. I mean, it's like, it's really eye opening and they have so many more scenarios that we yeah. didn't even touch, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to delete my Facebook app after we're done talking. Yeah. It's my thing is like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I feel like I'm it. not, I'm very much like Instagram and Twitter for sure addicted to is in like, I go just got a notification. Yeah. Um, just lit up. She hasn't touched it. A little yeah. Bit. But I, I'm addicted to it as in like, it's a time saver, but I think there's a difference between 
I think there's layers to the whole thing because yeah. I like Twitter because I think it's hilarious. My t- my newsfeed is definitely like catered towards what I want to use Twitter for. And it's for like a good laugh, like funny things, things like that. Same with uh, TikTok and Instagram. I like doing it just because like the aesthetic. I like seeing what other people are doing. Like I'm nosy. I like like, you know, following the bloggers, things yeah. like that. Facebook, not really like I'll go on Facebook, but it's not like a huge like thing for me. Like Snapchat, not huge only to my no. friends, but it's one of those things. There's a level to that. And then there's a level to like, I know we like have friends and like, I know people who like for Instagram, let's be like, let's get into it. Like taking pictures and making sure it's the most perfect picture and like oh, yeah. how many likes you get. And, you know, deleting pictures and this, that, and the other. And I can I ha- can say definitely in the past, I definitely was someone where, it, like, I've ha- totally had that thought before. Like, oh, my God, I didn't really get a whole lot of likes on this. I'm not like that at all anymore. Yeah. Like, I – and, like, it was one of those things where it's, like, what time should I post? And is yeah. this appropriate? I don't think like that at all anymore. I post whatever the hell I want to post at the time yeah. I want to post. And I don't care because my Instagram took away likes. Like I'm yeah. on that. You have the different. Yeah. I, my thing. Instagram, I can't see likes or anything like that. And I love it. And it's totally like, I don't care. It's not something I ever think about now. I don't, couldn't tell you how many likes I got on my last picture. I'm not, don't, if a ton of people haven't liked it, I wouldn't know. And I also don't really care, but I know I have friends who are not like that. And it's like, you know, when you're at events, it's like, you can't sit still until you like get a good picture enough for Instagram and this, that, and the other. And it's just, it's sad that we had to think like that, but I think it was because society taught us to be like, yeah, like we thought we had to post at a certain Mm -hmm. time and we had to get certain amount of likes or comments and, you know, it, society is tricking us to think that that equals validation and doesn't. And I think we also just grew up and as we grew up, like we matured and we kind of realized that's not what validates Yeah. Me. Like if I like this picture, I'm posting it, you yeah. know, and if I don't like it or if I want to take pictures and like not post from event, yeah. doesn't mean I'm like, I don't think anymore. Like I need to tell people I'm doing something. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's especially in college when Snapchat and Instagram stories came out and all of that. Like I felt like I had to do it because yeah. I wanted people to see that I was doing whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. I, I definitely have always taken more of a lax approach to that. I definitely felt it, um, especially being in a sorority. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I felt it. But um, I, I just realized it was making me feel, like, bad about myself. Yeah. And I was like, I am going to stop caring. And I kind of had to just switch my mindset. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. But, and it's a thing. I feel like there's just, like, layers to the addiction almost. There's, like, there the is. time filling and stuff like that where I feel like I'm much more in that aspect now. But then there's the layer of, like, needing it for validation and, like, needing to have the perfect feed and needing this, that, and the other. And it's just, like, that That I feel like is the most – like is, like, the worst part of it because that's, like, I feel like especially, like, the um, – Gen Z, where it comes into like the depression and the like online bullying and the like whole mental health aspect of that whole thing. And so I feel like it's like even within like, I think we're all somewhat addicted to the phone, addicted to just like mindlessly scrolling and like picking it up and we have nothing else to do as like a time filler. But then there's so many other layers to that for people. And I think it's like, 
I think it's interesting too, even within friend groups of like, I know who is the most addicted. I know who's like, not really doesn't really care. I know the people who are somewhat in the middle. And so it's like really interesting to see how people like who, who, um, like where people are at, I guess, like yeah. on the spectrum. Yeah. Cause and then they, how they bring it into social situations. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting and it's, you know, I, I remember I had this friend in college who, it was one of my roommates actually from college. And I remember she said something like, Oh, are you and, and Tyler happy? Or like, are you and Tyler like good? And I was like, yeah, like at this point we've been dating for four years. It was my senior year of college. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Why would you say that? And she's like, well, you never post him. Like you never post him on your social media feed. Yeah. And like, you don't post like things he gets you or anything like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, girlfriend. Like I, that's why I don't like, I don't yeah. feel like I need to, like it, yeah. it wasn't even a thought in my mind. Yeah. But to her, she genuinely was like, that equals happy relationship to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And what I'm sure like maybe that had an underlining thought, like maybe yeah. she was just super insecure about mm-hmm. her relationship or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I remember just like hearing that and I was like, no, like yeah. I don't need to post him to show people I'm happy. I'm yeah. just happy. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I feel like that is a thing even like with um like celebrities and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, are they dating? It's like, well, I don't know. I haven't seen her post to him in like, a they while. They probably like, broke up. They yeah. didn't post in a month. Yeah. Post but like in. when it's <laughs> coming from someone who posts all the time yeah that typically is is a red flag and so it is like interesting that you and like it's just it's funny because like like um I don't know if you guys have watched like the Paris Hilton documentary Mm. and how she kind of is like the front runner of like you know the selfie but also just like the age of social media and being interactive with people and like never on a level had like I don't want to say normal people, but normal people were able to interact with like famous people, like out stuff like that. So it's just, it's crazy that like, and it's not like Paris Hilton is old or anything like that. Like I remember the simple life, like I remember all of that. And it's just so crazy how much of a whirlwind this whole thing has been. And like the careers, like the Kardashians, the Jenners, like we would not have any of that if it weren't for social media. No, they're famous for no reason. Yeah. And so it's just like they're famous for being famous. Right. And it's just that whole I would never want to be famous in this day and age. I don't think I would either. Like, you know, the question it's like, would you rather be rich or famous? Rich. Rich. One hundred percent rich. Because I can't deal like people use social media as like an armor to be bullies mm-hmm. and to say mean things. Yeah. And to also like there is a level of like because you post, especially like a celebrity, like you post a certain amount and you share your life. Yeah. You do kind of owe it to people yeah. in a way to continue that you open it up you open it up but and no one deserves no and yeah like, and then in the second hand I'm like it's their total private life exactly they do not need to share no. anything Mm-mm. but the way people are now using it and it's just so funny like Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. just got it in screen yeah. this year so it's like you can do it without yeah. needing to be, but again, she's from a different generation mm-hmm. and it just wasn't a needed thing for yeah. her and people still have respect for her this summer yeah, yeah. And it's a thing that, like, that's the thing, though, it's, like, and even, like, with this, like, with podcasts, like, 
yeah. podcasting is kind of a newer, I don't want to say new, but like it's more of a picking up. Yeah, it's picking speed, up. Yeah. yeah. And, but podcast people love them because they're more intimate. Yeah. And you find out more about people. And that's the thing. It's like, it's hard because I love that. Like YouTube, like vlogs, people like that. I love having that to like oh, I learned watch. So I learned so it. much from yeah. other people. And I think it's great, especially like for women and like women empowerment and feminism and things like that. Like, um, you know, talking to one another and like sharing experiences. And I yeah. think it on one hand, social media can make be probably make people feel super isolated and alone. But then on the other hand, it also like forms so many connections and makes people realize they aren't alone. So it's yeah. hard because it is such a double edged sword. Because it really is. It's a fine line between between being like a really useful and a powerful tool and like you said being like influenced and taking over your life. Yeah. I think you just need to find that balance and you have to find like, you have to just acknowledge the fact that social media can be dangerous. Yeah. No matter what you're doing with Mm -hmm. it. And if you understand that fact, at least a little bit, you're going to be able to not let it ruin your life or take over your life. Like you can use it for pleasure and Mm -hmm. for fun and for learning and for connecting. I think it's so, so great. And um, again, you know, it's it's something that's going to be continuing to be in our lives for ever. a long time. Um, but also being able to like put your phone down and yeah. not have a heart attack because you can't check it in a yeah. while. Like, and like think for yourself. You know, don't everything like videos, facts, things like that that you find on social media. Take it with a grain of salt. Use it as a tool. Yeah, do your Just own research. Like Google is still a great tool to fact check and find things, find reputable sources and don't take everything you see from Facebook as fact and real. And it's just, you have to like be able to still form your own opinions without that like social media piece piece of it. Yeah. So it's just, it is, it's hard. Yeah. But I think I would like to be off my phone more. I think I definitely, it, it wakes you up a little bit. Yeah. I think, um, especially even this conversation even more, I feel like I just want to be more conscious of it. Yeah. I think that's all you need to do. Like you just kind of have to realize what's going on, be more conscious of it. And I want to try and like, you know, pick up more hobbies. Yeah. Puts my, or like read more instead of looking at my phone at night. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just do more things that make me happy because the phone's not going anywhere. No, not at all. But yeah, I don't know. Social dilemma crazy movie definitely super crazy super creepy yeah um, definitely watch it let us know if you guys yeah it's super interesting it it's, i think it's like an hour and a half it's not it's not long, it's not long no. at all but it's and it's the people that they bring on to interview and talk to are really Very interesting cool. they're really cool um the one main guy what they call him the moral of silicon valley or the oh yeah um what's his name Oh gosh, I'm forgetting. I watched it like like two weeks ago. Like the morals of Silicon Valley or something like that. He kind of was like the main interview. Yeah, he was like the spearhead of Google of, you know, do we realize what we're doing to people here? Um, And so he's kind of like the voice within, like throughout the whole documentary and, um, you know, what they're trying to do and things like that. So, and how like 
the internet is one of those places where it's the only place really that's like has no regulations and like in, in what they're doing to consumers and their product, which are consumers. So, um, it is, it's definitely interesting. You should definitely all watch it. Um, I think it's, it's enjoyable to get through. It's not like boring or anything like that, but it is a little creepy. Yeah. A little creepy, but, um, you know, hopefully this conversation and after watching that, you can kind of like get a good grip on the social media reality. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's something we all knew. Yeah. It's just being told it. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Little... It, and like the, how um, severe and kind of scary it is at the moment. Yeah. So, but, but hopefully you guys liked this. I mean, we could talk about social media in many other mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you guys like this and can relate. Mm-hmm. I think we all can. Yes, for sure. But it was nice talking to you. Always nice talking mm-hmm. to you guys. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only to stay up to date on the latest content and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O Girl Vibes Only.